And I think for investors like you, it is better to see investment management as something you don't want to do as opposed to something you can't do. See, I believe we all have the power and the capacity to be successful at whatever we do, including finances. See, you can increase your financial literacy. You can gain the designations. You can get the degrees. You can get the certifications. You can get the continuing education. You can attend the conferences. You can write the blogs and newsletters. You can write and produce the podcast. You can. But the question remains, is that something you want to do? Is that something you want to invest your time into? And if you're listening to this podcast, probably not. You have other passions. You have other goals. You have other things you want to do instead of sitting in front of a computer for eight hours looking at numbers. As Christians, we were taught to be good stewards over our tithing and giving to the less fortunate. But when it came to our own personal finances and investments, we are clueless on what the Bible says. What does the Bible say about managing debt, leaving a legacy, investing, or even planning for retirement? We answer these and many other questions because we want to teach you how to be rich and righteous. If this is your first time to the show, we want to say welcome. If you're coming back for another spiritual refill, welcome back. I am A.B. Ridgeway, and this is Financial Advisors Say the Darndest Things. Welcome back. My name is A.B. Ridgeway, a.k.a. Mr. Christian Finance. Your host of financial advisors say the darndest things in my mom's favorite Christian financial advisor. And today we're going to talk about how retirement planning has changed since the pandemic. We'll talk about the impact technology has had and this new generation of fintech, how this market downturn and inflation has caused many investors to focus their attention back on saving and investing for retirement. And how their current mismanagement, once the markets took a downturn, has encouraged them to seek professional help. So let's start with something positive. We're seeing an increased amount of new investors thanks to technology and social media. But now, the question we all need to ask is, if the end justifies the mean. Because in recent years, I think you would know, we have the GameStop fiasco. We have online trading platforms now, like Robinhood and this new phenomenon of gamification of investing, all of which have increased interest in the stock market. But we all know that the increase of GameStop was kind of more of a market manipulation. We know the online trading platform like Robinhood has lost almost 60% of its value since its initial public offering last year. You know, after a lot of amateur investors who, who probably shouldn't have been investing anyway, left the platform after losing their money. And as far as gamification is concerned, let's see what Investopedia had to say about Robinhood and attracting younger investors. It reads, Robinhood has brought a large amount of people into the market and made investing less intimidating, which I agree. However, with the recent announcement of a $65 million settlement being paid to the Securities and Exchange Commission, the SEC, it is worth looking at Robinhood again and why some things about the online brokerage should concern investors. Some of the key takeaways were Robinhood has helped bring new investors into the market through an easy to use app and a no fee approach. The company has run into controversy for building its payment for order flow, a PFOF, into its largest revenue driver. Although the payment for order flow is concerning, the way Robinhood has been gamifying investing may be the more problematic issue in the long run. Now, this is definitely problematic. 
we may be creating a generation of investors that mistrust the market, not knowing that in an attempt to avoid or better yet eliminate market risk, they're taking on a new type of risk, which is inflation risk, which in recent months we have seen as high as 9% year over year. So we're not talking about physical money. You know, you invest into a stock and you lose the value of it. You literally have it in a savings account. FDIC insured if you want to, whatever, whatever makes you feel secure. But your purchasing power is being slowly diminished by inflation. And that's what we call inflation risk. The money that you take out of that savings account is not going to buy the same things it did last year. As a matter of fact, it will buy you 9% less of what you had last year. So, so obviously, an attempt to attract younger investors was a big fail in the short term. And I think that they need to just rethink this process and possibly in the near future, they may come up with a better alternative to a traditional financial advisor or a financial institution. But according to a 2021 National Financial Education Council survey of 3,389 people, it revealed that 10.7% lost more than $10,000 due to money mismanagement. And that's not an easy thing to do, you know, to lose that amount of money, especially if you're used to seeing the market go up, you know, 12 straight years in a row, as we recently did before the pandemic. And I think that is what some people get wrong about financial advisors. Yes, they are there to make you money, but they are also there to protect you from losing your money as well. You know, seeking professional help can be humbling because you have to admit to yourself that this is something that I either a can't do or B, I don't want to do. And I think for investors like you, it is better to see investment management as something you don't want to do as opposed to something you can't do. See, I believe we all have the power and the capacity to be successful at whatever we do, including finances. See, you can increase your financial literacy. You can gain the designations. You can get the degrees. You can get the certifications. You can get the continuing education. You can attend the conferences. You can write the blogs and newsletters. You can write and produce the podcast. You can. But the question remains, is that something you want to do? Is that something you want to invest your time into? And if you're listening to this podcast, probably not. You have other passions. You have other goals. You have other things you want to do instead of sitting in front of a computer for eight hours looking at numbers. See, that may not be your idea of fun. But for me, it is. It is my idea of fun. So why not give the work to someone who actually enjoys it instead of beating your head against the wall trying to figure out what a bond is? And if you're listening to this podcast, I know you are dedicated to improving your life. You know, this is not a secret society where we have secret information. I share with you all the things that we're doing so you can figure out what part of your financial life you want to relinquish to someone else. You don't have to give the whole thing. If you want to manage a few stocks on the side, go ahead. If you don't want to manage your retirement, give it to somebody else. You know, if you don't want to look at your mortgage rates or your car rates and shop around with the broker, give that to somebody else. If you don't want to do an analysis on your employee benefits or your insurance coverage, give that to somebody else. But if you do want to take it, I want to give you the information to do it yourself because I do believe in you. I believe that you can understand this stuff and you do too. And that's why you're listening. Okay, so 
This leads me to my next idea about technology. As we talked about earlier, technology can make things more efficient, but technology can only go so far. See, an algorithm can only make so many assumptions. The nuances of investing are beyond technology at the moment. You know, until machines master emotions and the ability to manage them, because, I mean, we're all irrational beings, right? Then there will always be a need for a person to help you through. You know, a machine can't give you a hug after losing a loved one. A machine uh, doesn't know what it feels like to hold your grandchild in your arms. And it doesn't know how it feels when you're discussing your funeral arrangements. So for new investors, I think fintech is a great way to get started. But that's it. It's just a, a great place to start. So as we wrap up, I want to discuss the overarching theme of this show, which is retirement is changing and the way that we save for retirement is changing even faster. It says in Luke chapter 14, verse 28 through 30, for which of you desiring to build a tower does not first sit down and count the cost, whether he has enough to complete it. Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him, saying, this man began to build and was not able to finish. I want you to understand that we are witnessing a generation of investors that are trying to build without first sitting down and counting the cost. They are not sitting down with a professional and completing a plan. They're just winging it. And this goes against biblical principles. God wants us to be fully prepared. And if we don't listen to God's commandments, he gives us a warning. All who see it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. And that is our biggest fear as investors. That we won't have enough money to reach our goals and we find ourselves working until we're 70, not because we enjoy our work, but because we have to or we won't survive. Now, don't let these new applications fool you into thinking that you don't have to plan. I'm sorry to break it to you. But just waiting for your retirement check, social security check, or a pension, which are going away, it, it just isn't going to cut it. Those who are going to be successful in the future are those who plan to be successful. You're not going to be successful by accident, and you certainly aren't going to be successful buying random shares that you see on the internet. So let me recap here, because I really want to drill this home. First, technology is great as a compliment to a strong financial plan. You know, technology can be used to streamline boring and tedious activities such as balance transfers and turn them into automatic transfers, right? Get those off of our minds. But when it comes to actually making life decisions concerning your children, your values and your beliefs, let's leave that to a person who can relate to you. You know, this current market downturn has caused many investors to realize that this is not a game. No matter how much confetti or how many balloons pop and sounds of yeah, yeah, display on your screen after making a trade, it's not going to replace real human advice. You know, it's humbling to say that you need help. But when you do, God sends people in your life to help you so you can focus on the things you are good at. And with some investors losing so much money, they are starting to see the value in having a Christian financial advisor who will work in their best interest and leverage the right tools at the right time. You can have access to all the tools in the world, but if you don't know a hammer is used for nails 
and a screwdriver is used for screws, you will spend your time, money, and break your tools trying to hammer a nail with a screwdriver or screw a screw with a hammer. Okay? <laughs> Don't let that happen to you. How ridiculous will you look trying to hammer a nail with a screwdriver? But that's what happens when we use the wrong financial tools in our portfolios to reach our goals. So I hope that you've been blessed. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to like, comment, and share. Also, if you are not subscribed to our podcast, I want you to go to www.abrwealthmanagement.com backslash podcast and join our family as a thank you. We have a free gift for you. If you need help building your financial plan, information to speak with us will be given right after the show. We don't want to leave you high and dry. <laughs> okay, well, that's it from us. I am A.B. Ridgeway, Mr. Christian Finance himself, and I'll see you on the other side of your blessing. I hope that you've been blessed. As always, this episode was created by A.B. Ridgeway, owner of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management, a virtual and in-person fee-only advisor that believes that financial advice should have God in it. If you need help figuring out your finances, feel free to reach out to us at 337-414-3686 or visit our website at www.abrwealthmanagement.com and schedule a free consultation. New episodes are available every Friday, so be sure to subscribe. You can also listen to our podcast on your favorite platforms, Amazon Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more. Or simply visit our website and join our family. I am A.B. Ridgeway, and I'll see you on the other side of your blessing. Elijah Ridgeway is an investment advisor representative and owner of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor which produces a podcast show and makes it available on its website and through other distribution channels. Elijah on Ridgeway and any guests on the podcast are providing their own views and opinion are not necessarily the views and opinions of AB Ridgeway Wealth Management. Nothing on the podcast should be construed as solicitation or offer or recommendation to buy or sell any specific security. Investment advisory services are only provided to investors who become AB Ridgeway Wealth Management clients pursuant to a written investment management agreement. Clients of AB Ridgeway Wealth Management may hold positions and securities discussed in the podcast. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk and may lose money. Financial advisors say the Darnest Thing podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied on for any investment decisions. Instead, please consult a financial advisor, accountant, attorney, and or conduct your own due diligence.